Welcome to Bleached, the podcast for real ass topics with real ass hairdressers. Okay, Sid Sharice, so you came barreling in here like a bat out of hell to destroy the hairdresser headquarters. What was going on? Okay, Caleb Bosher, I was literally trying to get here because I knew we had to record Bleach, and I wanted to make sure I got here on time. And you have a lot to say. So much to say. I have to fly out literally in 10 hours. Okay. Less than 10 hours. Mm-hmm. I haven't packed. I don't feel bad for you. I haven't packed. I haven't done anything. I spent months <laughs> flying around and traveling every other day, and you would keep me up till all hours of the night doing something creative. It's true. So you know, I'm not expecting I don't you, feel bad for you. I'm not expecting you to feel bad. I do remember the days that you were on the airplane with the beta. Mm-hmm. That was a fun time for you. That was a great With your time. mini bar and your snacks and your private flights. It was flights. so good. <laughs> don't be jealous I am actually super <laughs> jealous I've worked with Aveda and not as long as you have but um but I got to do cool shit with you cool got people. to do cool it was shit awesome. so I, I was, but I never got a private flight I I didn't tell you this because I haven't seen you but I was hauling ass so I like you know I just got this bike and you know I, and no one trusts you on a bike so I don't know I don't trust myself but I used to ride back home and where's back home Florida uh, and Tampa. Yes, Tampa, Florida. And so shout out. And oh. I started riding a bike in New York, which is great. And it's a fixed gear bike. So I don't know if you guys know that, but there's no brakes on it. And if you know me, then. And if anyone of you know Sid, that's not cool. Mm-mm. It's not a great thing. No, it is you. cool. But it's like, we can't tell my mother. <laughs> <laughs> we can't tell my mother about it because she'll be, uh, you'll be in trouble. Is what Sid got this bike. I wanted to start. I work in a salon three days a week. I wanted to start riding my bike, and even though you said no, I said yes. So I got the bike. We are trying to be healthier. Being healthier is a good. Well, thing. it's so fucking cold. I've been telling you this. It's so cold that I feel like I'm going in hibernation. I haven't been working out where I used to work out all the time. So I was like, I'm getting a bike. I'm going for rides. I'm going to ride to work. It's two miles there, two miles back. Which is weird because I'm the opposite end of you where I've never worked out in my life. And I'm all of a sudden like, let's work out. I don't know what's going on. Where like, I can't wake up and you are waking up. It's insane. I'm afraid of joining the gym right now only because of the New Year's resolution gym Mm -hmm. people where they all sign up and then it's like I feel like since I already have a membership, you should get one and then we should do like Battle of the fittest, like kind of watch them all just drop like flies, mm. and then once they're all gone, then we can stop going mm. because we won. <laughs> I'm going to crunch now because of you. Yeah, that's my. New it's thing. amazing, and I didn't think I would go to Crunch Gym, but they have a hydro massage, and they're everywhere. They're everywhere, but this hydro massage. I'm not even going for the gym anymore. I'm just going for this hydro massage. Yeah, I can't wait. We're gonna walk in. And I'm gonna be like, let's run. I can't find you, and then I'll be and, hydro and there's a TV too. A TV where? On, like, looking above you. During the hydro massage? Yes. How many times can we say hydro massage? <laughs> <laughs> For three. So, I want to Every time you, we say hydro massage, if you're at home listening, take a shot. <laughs> do a shot. <laughs> I was riding down this really busy street. Hydro massage. <laughs> <laughs> you have to hear my story. I know. Okay, so I'm riding down this really busy street, and I... I'm like, it's a whole different playing field. You're not allowed to ride on sidewalks. So First I'm, of all, let me preface the story with Sid can barely walk down the street. This is true. So now we're playing a game where Sid rides on a bike down busy the street. Busy New York traffic. 
and I'm hauling ass because this bike is so fast. And so I'm looking to my right because I'm scared that the cars parked are going to open a door and like whack me in the head and I'm just going to flip. But then the cars on the left are driving by me so quickly. And then there's also potholes in the road and I'm just trying to get two miles down the street. <laughs> and the whole ride takes about 15, 16 minutes. And it, it is, it's an adrenaline rush. I think that's why I do it. But I found after like three days of that, I was like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. I don't feel like I'm going to make it home. You did it tonight. Yes, because I found a road with a bike lane. <laughs> and now I feel safe. The only bad thing is it's uphill both ways. I don't know how that's possible. But going there and coming back, both uphill. So I am going to be so skinny and so fit. And you're going to be jealous. So. You came home happy today. What happened? I had a client actually from Instagram. How did that? What, yeah. Tell me more about. Okay, this. so she found me on Instagram. Um, I guess she, I one of the hashtags. I don't remember which one, but one of the hashtags one of the worked. That one use. of the thirty that I use, and she commented on one of my pictures, and she said that she loved it, and she wanted me to do her hair, and I DM'd her and asked her where she lived and she said Brooklyn. She actually lives like three miles from this um the salon space. And she we made we made an appointment. What'd it was she, instant. And what'd you get? I did a balayage and a really cool shaggy seventies haircut. Like I short love, fringe, layered texture around the face. If anyone really, has seen my haircut, it's a shag haircut. I love shag haircuts. I think they're coming back. I think seventies is coming back. I've been listening to ABBA. I've been bringing them the inspiration. <laughs> I've been drawing it down. I know it came back last season at Fashion Week. We did a lot of yeah, but it's hair. still happening. We've it's been talking happening. about it. It's, it's in a weird happening. way, and everyone keeps trying to call it '90s hair. It's no, not. No, no, no. It's '70s hair. '90s is like zigzag, clueless. It's, it's zigzag. Straighten the shit out of it. But I like it was so cool. And she, I can't say the company that she works for, but she's a big editor for a very big company. We'll, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> and I had no idea, and it was so. What's it rhyme with? Yice. <laughs> Can I say that? Yes. Yice. It rhymes with yice. yice. Got it. And it's really cool. So she's in uh, journalism and TV, and, and it's really cool. so awesome. And she just found me and loved my work. And it's it's just interesting to think that we always think about social media, but the funny thing is she's a social media person, obviously working yeah. for that kind of magazine. Of course she would find someone who does hair yeah. in social media. And she was like, you have to be the office hairstylist. So I was like, okay. I love it. Oh, my God. It's amazing. And it, it was, it's so funny because I got back behind the chair just because I missed it mm. and not to build a clientele. And so I feel like now I'm building a clientele and I'm like, oh, shit, what have I gotten myself into? But I love it because I love my craft so much. But it's crazy that you brought up the 70s feel because I did a photo shoot last week. And it was all 70s style patterns, like very suede pants, like uh, brown, yellow, plaid shirts, things like that, obnoxious That pretty jackets. much describes the 70s. Brown, yellow. Brown, brown. yellow. Done. <laughs> suede. Brown, yellow, suede. Done. And I got to tell you about this because you know I love to eat. And the photo shoot was all based around food. So the premises of it, we were going around to other, to different locations and finding places that she could eat sweets and 
it was very messy but beautiful. And so we went into the first stop, and it was a diner, and I had a coffee, and she got pancakes. And I'm looking at her, and I'm looking at me, and I'm watching her shoot, and it was beautiful. She and had, she's not eating the pancakes. No, she had syrup running down her face, her arms, everything. We had to clean her up later, and said her, you know, the hair looked great. I was like, don't get syrup in that hair. I'll fucking kill you because we have, we were on location, so I had nowhere to Wash clean it up. Off. Yeah, I was like, it's just going to be the new texture. <laughs> And then we left, and I'm looking at the pancakes, and I'm like, why aren't we eating them? Why aren't we finishing them? Like, there was, they were just all chopped up, and I was so upset. And I, you know, I was like, okay, fine, we're going to move on. And then we went to the next place, and it was like Peter Pan's Donuts. That's in Greenpoint. Yeah. That's, actually, I work in Greenpoint a few days It's week. right around the corner from where you work in Islam. That's really cool. And I don't know why you haven't showed me that, and I'm kind of mad at you now that I think about this and I'm talking about it because you know I also love donuts. Peter Pan's, Peter Pan's Donuts is in like tons of movies. Yeah. If you watch any movies that are based in New York, there's always a scene, there's always a scene where they're at Peter It's Pan's like they donuts. just casually walk by and get breakfast at Peter Pan's Yes. Donuts. But it was great. It was so busy that only the photographer and her were able to go in and uh, we're watching through the window and we're watching all the donuts and I'm watching her not eat the donut. And then it just gets thrown away. And again, it's like I've only had coffee and maybe a juice at this point. And I'm like, where, why are we doing this to me? Why is this happening? Why are we doing this to me? Yeah. That's a quote. <laughs> Trademark, I'll take Why it. are we doing this to me? And I'll tell you why. Because none of us need donuts. Mm -mm. But it went on and on and on that we had like four other looks at four different other places with four other delicious, sweet treats. And you know who didn't get any? You. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm still bitter. And you know that when I, when I eat anything sweet. You go into coma. I have like, like I don't know if I have diabetes, but I think everyone around me would say that I do because every time I have anything like syrup, Coca-Cola, um, I had a latte the other day that was just like syrup, sugar. Every time I have one, my blood sugar crashes. I'm on the ground. You had a... Coca-Cola, which I don't know why, that's very unlike you, and you came home from brunch, you were out for brunch, and you came home, and I thought you were dying, and I made it worse, because I was like, you don't look good, and you were like, don't tell me. Yeah, you kept telling me that I looked like I was going to die and pass out. I didn't know what to do. And I then that just furthered the anxiety, myself. the fact that I might die or pass out. <laughs> but you did great. But I was okay, I made it. You worked through it. So I, you know that I worked for Sally Hershberger for yeah. a short period of stint. time. Short, short stint. It's that's also all you like, needed. It's also what got me to New York, so I have to give her... Everybody has those journeys that, like, were horrible that got you to New York this or is to a, wherever yeah, you're going. a little bit of a horrible journey, but I came to New York to work with Sally, and Sally Hirschberger, if you do not know her, then shame on you, but if you, if you, if you do know her, you know that she is well-known for the shag haircut. Mm -hmm. She created the shag haircut. She created it with Meg Ryan. Everyone knows Meg she Ryan's She did it on haircut. stage at Behind the Chair. Uh, she did, yes. Um, color cut style show. Yes, and it's one of those haircuts to me that is timeless, classic, mm -hmm. but not like old school. Mm -hmm. It's like a it's like a modern timeless cut, and it's I, not like the Rachel. It's not the Rachel, no. And it's not even like it's not even uh, the Meg Ryan. Yeah, it's its own way of cutting, and I think that she is kind. She's kind of marketed herself in that realm that she that's what she does. I learned a lot from watching her. I learned a lot from watching her dry cut. I learned a lot from watching her wet cut. Um, and I prefer a dry cut. And I recently had a client who had kind of wavy-ish, crazy textured hair. And I knew 
this shag type cut would be great for her. And she told me that she has been looking for a hair. She came in. I've been looking for a hairdresser. I've been looking for someone to take care of me that I can't. I can't find them. And in my mind, I'm thinking. Well, I don't know. I, obviously, I can help her, but I asked her how <laughs> you've long... You've come to the right place. You've come to the right place. How long have you been looking for someone? Oh, for ten and a half years. What? Yeah. What has she done? So for ten... I just imagine this lady with hair down to her toes. Like, because no, she... No, she keeps getting a cut, but for ten and a half years, she lived in Spain for mm-hmm. seven of those years, and she kept telling me how she would go from person to person to person, and she would explain it in Spanish, and she would explain it in English, and she would explain it however she could... I thought it was really interesting. She could not only find someone to cut her hair in English, she also might find someone to cut her hair in Spanish. How does that happen? Where are it's you going? It's just fascinating to me. And there's this weird thing as hairdressers, and I know that everyone experiences this in a salon. When someone says, I've been looking for someone for 10 years, you automatically in your head think, well, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> You've been looking for 10 years and couldn't find it? It's definitely not me. Like, that's the first thought that you have. And it I'm, should be look no more, fam. Yeah, it should be like you and, come, we're, and yeah. we're done. Like and you're the messiah done. in the situation. Exactly, but you're glowing. At the this funny point. thing is that as a professional and as a creative, when someone says, "I I have not yet found someone to do this the proper way," our first thought is never, "Oh well, this it's me. Yeah. That's why." It's like, oh shit. And I have it's that, a lot of pressure. It's imposter syndrome. It, yeah. Oh, for sure. It's this idea that. Well, if you haven't found it in 10 years, it definitely cannot be me. My client tonight work. was talking about that. When she first got this job, she was just like, she she was like, I totally had imposter syndrome. I was like walking around the office like, they're going to know I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> <laughs> and then she had to like realize that. That they do know that yeah. you're supposed to be there. And they look up to you. So I, and I remember thinking to myself, the haircut that she needs, the haircut that she's been looking for, I was trained in by the top level stylist Sally Hirschberger. If and anybody's gonna Brown. do it, it's if you. anyone's gonna do it, it's either me or Sally. Yeah. And she's not gonna pay eight hundred dollars for a haircut mm-hmm. to go to Sally Hirschberger's so she's gonna go to me. So she goes to me, I do the haircut. She's ha- she's having a moment. She's she's excited. She loves it. She doesn't really know what to say. She, you know, pays, she tips, she Those are those kisses. moments I like I panic. When they don't say anything and you're like, are you excited or are you about to cry? Well, what what have I done? And that was kind of how it went. And then she left. And then I get a huge email. I, and when I say huge email, I mean an email that is, you know, when you look at your phone <laughs> and you have to scroll multiple times to finish the email. Yes. That's it. And students that write me emails. It's like just this letter of praise and thanks for this haircut that she's been looking for and and it took me a minute to accept that I was able to do something in 10 years for her that no one else was able to do. And I think that there are a lot of people out there that can do that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But it is a mindset that, like, when someone comes to you, a lot of it's timing. She waited 10 years to get the right haircut. Could she have found someone to do it in those 10 years? Yes. Probably. I don't know what she was doing with her life. I don't know who she is or what her problem is yeah. or why she can find somebody. But I think it's really good to be that person. Having like initiative too, like being like, this is gonna look good on you. Or Yeah. This this It also take I think people too when you're doing a consultation with a client and they're talking about their look and their image, we we speed it up. Yeah. And we think, let's just blah blah blah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Picture, picture, picture? Okay. Yeah. What do you like? You like this, you like this, you don't like like this? Great, let's start. (laughs) You want texture, you want this, you want, okay, we start. So 
I think that people forget the only reason I was able to deliver what she wanted was that I was able to hear her story about 10 years. I heard year one, year two, year three, year four. I, I heard four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, I heard all of them. And I got to hear everything that went wrong, which helped me know what to do right. Exactly. So I think when you're when you're doing a consultation with someone and you're able to listen to someone's story, yes, listen to the story, listen to everything they have to say, because there are clues in there that tell you what they are looking for and what they're not looking for. And this is what Someone well, great told me it was called information mining. It is. It's, who told you that? Jessica Kennedy. Jessica. She is so great. Kennedy. That's a, the one thing I'll never forget. She told me. Yeah, it's true. It's information mining, but I think that I think that there is no time limit. Yeah. I had. I think we talked for probably thirty minutes. Of, I wanted to know, and the reality is, in Which that is so annoying, but you have to. It really. And look how great it. Came. It was only annoying if. I wasn't getting something from it, but mm-hmm. I was hearing about Spain. Yeah. And I was hearing <laughs> You're about. Like, I need to write this down. And I was hearing about these horror stories that were funny. And for 30 minutes, like 30 minutes went by, and I remember that I had to do the cut. But it was those 30 minutes that made the cut in those 15 minutes that I did the haircut, because mm-hmm. I cut very, you know, I cut very Quickly. fast. In those 15 minutes of cutting the hair, those 30 minutes that we had together, that determined everything. It was yeah. it was the most crucial. That's part. probably maybe it wasn't that she was looking for a good hairstyle. Maybe she had good hairstyles, but it was like the person that she was with didn't. It was the whole her, thing. Wouldn't listen to her, and that's all she wanted. So she needed to be that. heard. She needed to. I need to be heard. You yeah. need to be heard. I mean, that's why we have a podcast. <laughs> Somebody listen we to us. We clearly want talk. everybody to listen to us. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was. So I think what I learned in that moment was that consultations don't. Everyone who's learned a consultation, they've learned five-minute consultation. Mm-hmm. They've learned 20-minute consultation. They've learned a 10-minute consultation. I don't think it... How to get your client's life story in two minutes. Yeah, I don't think it works that way. Mm-mm. Everybody's... It's authenticity. Right. You learn... You know, you sit with your client and you learn about them. That's how you can create something. Yeah. Just listening. Just listening. And I, and I learned a lot from that. But, um, yeah, so even though that was a horrible journey when I first got to New York, Sally... Hirschberger taught me how to cut the way that I cut now, and I really—that's how I do it. Do you ever feel like you have a client that is there only to teach you a lesson? I feel like every every client, like I, you know how people are like, "Oh, I always get the crazy client." Well, the like, weird thing you, is, you crazy know, attracts crazy kind of thing. Well, you know my my one client, Molly, from when I was seventeen years old, I was doing hair at Aveda, and I made a friend named Molly who was my lifetime friend. Unfortunately she passed away. But we were so close. Mm-hmm. And the weird thing is we hated each other. <laughs> so I won't go into the story maybe another time, but yes, I do know that yeah. you that yes, there are those clients that are there to teach you something. Sometimes they stay for a very long time. Yeah. Sometimes they permeate into your other relationships. We have a really strange job. It's so crazy. I had a client um actually yesterday and she won't get out of my head. It, she came in from LA. It's like, you know how hyper I am and how energetic I am. Her uh, yeah. energy. Yeah, I do. Her energy by far was just 100 miles ahead of mine. It was insane. Which I can't remember because I would equate that to doing drugs. It, but she wasn't. This was just her. And she was so awesome. She was so awesome. But it, 
I definitely was taught patience. Well, now I need to know everything about her. I am going to tell you. (laughs) I was definitely taught patience in the moment because she was so all over the place. Like, I have to go to the bathroom, but I got to take my jacket off, but I want to put my jacket on, but then I need a cape, but I need to, like... She She sounds like me having a panic attack. Yeah, she needed a different cape because she didn't want to wear the cape that I had picked out. And it was just like, (laughs) uh, can I take my shirt off and put this on? And it was, she didn't want hair. That's fine. I'm going to do whatever makes her She was eccentric. Yes. But... It was, it was, I mean, she loved my tattoos. She took pictures of my tattoos, which later on I was just like, are you going to get my tattoo on your tattoo? Like, I kind of was like, later on on my bike ride home, I was like, mm, I probably should Did you want to kill you? I'm not sure. Wear your skin? It sounds like it. Can you stop hitting the microphone like that? <laughs> it's Jesus. like a hook in my, I'm talking with my hands and I keep hooking it. Yeah, let's put it on your side. Okay. So she was so much and she was like I want to grow my hair out but I think I want to cut it all off like shave it or and I'm like it was already short and I ended up talking her into growing it out but in a very fashionable way and it ended up being great it was very short and back textured long that's why we grow the front out but she was just it definitely taught me patience in the moment because I had to again stop and listen to what she was saying Rather than be annoyed and, and I think just we go for it. I think when there are people like that that are a little out of We're the like, box, shut up, sit down, let me do my job. Right. And I think that's the wrong way to do it. Completely. So when you take someone who has a lot to say, they're explaining to you what they want in other work in other ways. They're not telling you, I want this length, I want this They're they're telling you their entire life story mm-hmm. and they're expecting you as an artist to create that. Yeah, it's like someone saying, Paint my paint me. Paint my portrait. Yeah. But what's crazy is that not only did I practice patience in the moment, but we actually had so much in common. Like, she's the same age as me. She moved, she just moved to New York after living in LA for so long. She was starting over as she wanted to be an actress. And I was just like, we are like the same person, you know? And it was, it was really cool. So when are we having drinks? I know. She was really cool. She's changing her name. I love it. She's changing her name. Mm -hmm. She had, she doesn't like her birth name, so she's changing it. It was Catherine and now she's changing it she hasn't figured that out yet she's working on it you too why i love my name i hated it when i was younger because well was, you kind of did change your name i mean kind of i just go by your name is sydney sydney sharice but you go by sid mm-hmm. i just shortened it when i first it's, met hold on, when i first met sid i would call her sydney because and i hate it that's her name <laughs> and she would constantly correct me so in a sense, you did change your name. So you kind of are just like... I'm sure Catherine. an older generation uh, knows this, but I was named after a dancer, Sid Charisse. But my mom thought that the name would be... She didn't want to just... Your mom knew. Yeah, she didn't want to call me Sid Charisse because she was scared that if I got into an industry that it would sound too masculine. And so that's why she named me Sydney Charisse. And it's funny because now that I go by Sid, before people meet me, they always think I'm a man. Really? Mm-hmm. I've gotten I've gotten emails be like, oh, and they're talking to me on the phone like I thought you were a, a boy before they heard my voice or knew who I was like just and it's C Y D, it's not S Y D. Yeah, is that or S I? We have very weird spellings. Your name yeah. is so spelled weird. Everybody. I have an extra E. It's C A E L E B. Yeah, but everybody calls you. Kali. I was talking to a friend tonight about why you changed my name to C A L E B. No, I love your name. Do not change it. I know, but Putting see, my me and Catherine, you and Catherine have something in common. I love it. But when I was younger, it was so 
such a weird name that I always wish was like, why is it my name Samantha? Like, or Amanda? Like, and then as I grew because older, I was why like, thank would you want, God. If there's any Samanthas or Amandas, we don't. I'm so sorry. I love but, you. But you didn't want that. I, it wasn't, it didn't fit me. Right. Sid, what are you doing for the holidays? I actually fly out right when you get back. Because I fly out tomorrow morning. Yeah. And I am flying to Florida. It's actually going to be high of 85. I'm flying to Michigan. It's going to be a low of 20. <laughs> so we have different. So I'm like, what do I pack? All my summer clothes, I got to dig out. But I'm, I have the whole week planned. I actually have, I'm going to fly in. I have. Are fun. you doing hair on vacation? I am. I'm staying there for a week. So I'm doing, I have clients that I still see when I go down. Uh, usually when we do HSN or something like that, like I'll see them. And so they all ask me and I, I'm, I'm doing a couple like right when I fly in and then. I have the whole weekend. My mother has the whole week planned for me. We're going to bake cookies and we're going to go to Disney and we're going to do, you know, I can't, I'm like, mom, when do I have a minute? I'm like, you know, it never ends. I already told my family ahead of time because they ask in this really passive aggressive way if I'm bringing my tools like shares and combs and coopers. (laughs) Are you bringing your? The answer is no. I'm not bringing them. <laughs> they always find something. Well, I have a set. I bought a I know. Set. You show up and they're like, we knew you were coming and that you couldn't bring your shears. So we went and bought. You shears. Yeah. That you'll never be able to use unless you're here. And they <laughs> bought them from Walgreens. Yeah. They're like nose trimmers. <laughs> <laughs> and they expect me to do something for that. And I, and I can't do it. And the reason I can't do it is because, especially living in a bigger city where I've cultivated my craft and I've worked with people in the industry that are above and beyond and I've put money into this, I just don't think that, I don't ask, you know, my father, who's I an get engineer, the guilt. to I'm create mom. things for me. Well, I guess I just want to get a haircut this time. <laughs> You're just so busy. It's, it, she actually is the sweetest lady you'll ever meet, but you know this. Your mom is. She calls lady. you, Deborah. I have to tell them, like, they, every time she calls me, she's like, how's my Cray Bay? Yeah, that's, her mom that's calls you. me Cray Bay. Cray Bay. She thinks that's cool, like, because she's heard the word Cray, she's heard the word Bay. And she thinks by putting them together, Cray Bay is, like, so cool. I can hear Brian behind me putting that in his <laughs> arsenal. arsenal of things to say. Cray Bay. But she was so devastated because I, when booking these flights, I fly out every month, usually, uh, for work. But I, booking these flights, it was $84 one way to fly home on Christmas evening or $260 to leave on Monday morning or the next morning. Mm-hmm. And she, I was like, Mom, I'm leaving Christmas night. What? <laughs> like, I just told her, <laughs> I don't even know, equivalent to that reaction. But she was so, I, I'm leaving at like 9 p.m. Like, Christmas is done and dead and over by that time. Like, I letting mean, go. How, I don't even celebrate like, Christmas. I don't understand. How like, long do we have to celebrate the baby Jesus? Like, how long does it go? But she got over it, and she's like, I'll just spend Christmas driving you to the airport. That's what, I give my mom a list, but I don't know why. When I do her voice, I'm like, let's go. Like, give her a weird voice. Sid and her mom in the car, if you ever get a chance I'm sure so to many. experience it. Sid, Sid likes to paint this picture with her mother that her that you and her get along very well, and, and you do. But you forget. Unless we're together. Yeah, unless you're together, then it's not that great. And it's actually pretty fucking hilarious. Like the backseat driving and the screaming and the yelling and your mom not like your mom likes to know the directions eight miles ahead of time and you're like, I'll tell you when we get there. 
I, normal mom daughter it's stuff. It's so funny because my in my situation the opposite. Mm-hmm. I'm like my mom's crazy. Like your mom's fine. Like it's just yeah. so it's the opposite <laughs> situation. But I'm glad that you're going home for the holiday. Yeah, I'm too. going home before I'm the actually, holidays so I can come celebrate the holidays by myself because they just you're meeting the girlfriend this time. Oh, mm-hmm. that's gonna be interesting. Mm-hmm. What's Sid's girlfriend is from Virginia. Her name is Joe. And it's gonna be fun. Joe's her own special. Yeah, they'll love her. I would love for Joe to be on the podcast because Joe brings up topics that I would never bring up. I didn't even know (laughs) existed. (laughs) I feel like we should make it a segment. Every week we have a Joeism. Oh, I wanted to make a whole Twitter account with them because they're so good. There are some things that your girlfriend says that are just. it makes it blows my mind, and I know she's gonna listen to this because she listens to everything religiously, <laughs> and she's going to be so happy that we brought it up. Whereas a normal person would be offended and, or embarrassed. Joe, or embarrassed. Joe is going to be thrilled Aesthetic, that she's being that her name is being. You're welcome. But yeah, so that I, it'll be, be fun. It'll be really cool. What are you doing? What do you have planned the whole week? I ha- when I go home. I have nothing planned but to arrive in Detroit, which is not the greatest place to arrive, and go to Brighton, which is where my brother lives. And I'm going to hang out with my nieces and nephews and do the uncle thing, which I'm not very good at. No one's ever heard me talk about it because I'm not very good at it. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, and I'm going to see all of my – I have 14 siblings, so I have a lot of people to see. See, that sounds exhausting. It is exhausting, which is – Sometimes I go up north. And they're all going to guilt you about not doing the hair. This is what happens. And I and I sometimes go up north and I seclude myself. I'm like, I tell my one brother, my biological brother, I'm coming up. I'm only coming to see you and the kids. Mm-hmm. Don't tell anyone I'm there. I show up and nobody else knows I'm there. And even though the guilt eats away, I still have a great time because I'm only with one family member. Then mm-hmm. I go up and I see my grandmother the next time and tell her not to tell anybody. And so I kind of have to do covert operations <laughs> to not see of seeing everybody. the family. But I have now made a point to not go up during holidays because I it's just it's too great. Everybody wants you during a holiday. Yeah. And I I can't do it. So I'm going before I always go before the holidays. It's smart. It is smart. I think it'll be fun. Um but no I'm not doing hair for anyone. Hmm. Well lucky you when my niece comes up to me and says she wants a haircut, I'll say, go find someone else. <laughs> I'll refer you someone. <laughs> Speaking of referrals, you sent me a client today I did. and I love her. She's wonderful. Jenny I call her Jenny from the block. Jenny from the block. But she's actually Jenny from Germany. Yeah, Jenny from Germany. <laughs> Jenny from Berlin. And she's hilarious. She was telling she's me about wonderful. her dog. I love client stories. Her dog is an interesting character. I've met Jenny's dog. I've, I've hung out with Jenny many Jenny's times. Jenny's dog is Sally. And she yes. sent me a picture. And I love it. And Sally wears jackets. And she was telling me that she gave it grapes. And then she read that grapes are bad for dogs. And then when she, <laughs> they went to bed, she said, please don't die. I... <laughs> But the point is that I I think it's cool that I love having that relationship with you where I can send you clients. Yeah. And I don't feel like they're being stolen. Yeah. But beyond that, even if they did like you better, that's the end of it. Yeah. They like you better. And I think that's in our industry when it comes to being real about, I think so many people try to keep their clients. Mm Mm-hmm. But you're not always the best. You're not always the best for your client. Yeah, and and vice versa. There's been times where I've been like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, you need to take over, and you've taken over. I actually have a stylist in Florida that I 
I mentored her. She was my assistant, and now she's thriving. And I send everybody to her. She took over my whole clientele when I moved, and it's great. Like, you know, I'm always they they'll ask me if I'm home, and if I'm home, they'll come to me, and if not, they'll be like, oh, I'm just gonna go see Jean. Like, yeah. And it's great. Like, I love sharing them with her. You know. Yeah, I think it's important that you have something that you can share with, or you have yeah. people in areas you can share with. I got Josh as a client mm-hmm. when. Um, my friend Laura Poco moved to LA and that was one of those things that was like a passing of the baton like here yeah, this is someone this I've is worked with take over. I and I also you. yeah I trust you and I think it was a really it's a really powerful thing to say without saying I trust you and also knowing other person other people's strengths where you know that I thrive I, in color and you thrive in cutting a client will come to me and it's not that I couldn't do it but I just knew you could do it better like, a, yeah. you know, they come with me in this cut. And I'm like, you need to go see Caleb for this. This is so precise. This is, this is his, I know that you would love doing it. Yeah. And it's And funny. where you hate, like. I'm not, I, lo- <laughs> I like doing color. I don't love doing color. Yeah. It's not my thing. I am a cutter. I'm a stylist. I, and you're a colorist. And that's, yeah. that's, but that's how we play off each other. I think it's really, if you can find someone in your career that can play off of you in a healthy way then you've won half the battle of trying to figure all this out because... And don't take it as a... Like, some people's egos get bruised. But I'm like, oh my God, thank God you were there. We have caught... I mean, I remember working together when we were in... Um, Florida. When we were in Florida at the Abate Institute, and we would have clients that were horrid. <laughs> but they wouldn't be horrid like, to me, and they'd be horrid to you. Yeah. Or and vice then vice versa. versa. They'd be great to you, and they would... Despise You're like me. she hates me. I'm like she loves me. She brought me gifts. She brought me <laughs> cookies, and you got coal. <laughs> yeah, like we've had really strange. So it really isn't always that you're bad at your job. Sometimes it's our it's, our job is really emotional. It's all about chemistry. It's like if it's you don't have chemistry like with making the person, friends. It's like having sex. If you don't, <laughs> if you're not, if you don't have chemistry, you shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> Like, that's the reality. Of the I'm like, it's about making friends. And you're like, sex. <laughs> but it's true. Either one is true. Yeah, it's, it's like, very true. Like, there are certain people that match up with certain people. And that's the end of it. it just fit like a little puzzle. Yeah. And there are certain people that don't. I, mean, I had a client in Florida. But me, I try to make them fit. <laughs> I, everyone does. We all try to make everybody happy. And sometimes. It's just not. Someone once told me that. When I was trying to do color on someone, I was trying to do this big color project on someone's hair that I, I shouldn't have been doing. And someone told me, like, you have no business doing that. Oh. And I realized You're right. I don't have any <laughs> I don't have business. This is not what I should be doing. And I passed that person on to someone else. That person was ex- so happy with them. Yeah. And that person came back to me for a cut, which they were so happy with. So it was almost this moment of like, oh, that really isn't my job. Like my job isn't to do everything for you. And my job isn't that I'm supposed to be. You can't do it all. Even if you can't can do it all, you shouldn't. But I did have this one client. We did not have chemistry, but yet she would only come to me. <laughs> Those are my favorite. But it is weird that she fought for it, and I don't know what that is. It's almost like an abusive relationship. Yeah. It's almost like that, you know, that battered wife that yeah. won't leave. It's like you, we don't need to do this anymore. I- We've all had those clients too, where we're like, "Ugh, so and so is coming in. She drives me crazy." It's like, why do we do that to ourselves? Like that amount, the amount of money that you get off that haircut isn't worth your yeah. mental health. And your- I have so many. So I used to live in Naples, and that's all Naples is. Yeah. Okay, Naples, Florida, is just women who want to yell at you, abuse you, and pay you to not say anything. Yeah. That's all. I mean, it was prostitution. <laughs> that's all I did in Naples, Florida. 
for that long. But, but Hashtag yeah. not a prostitute. <laughs> no, but it's true. It's, it, it's funny because living in New York and working in New York and doing hair in New York is so different because people respect you as an artist. They respect your craft. They want to pay for yeah. your services. And when I, whenever I'm in New York and people try to start barbering, I'm like, no, we're not. This is not. This, this is, is my not. rate. And yeah, that's it. If you want me to do it. And, and I, I it's love that. It's shocking to me that people will barter like this is Jamaica. <laughs> like, like my mother went to Jamaica and was bartering with, they kept calling my mom boss lady in Jamaica, <laughs> which is totally fitting. But she would, she wanted this iron elephant and she kept bartering this woman for hours until she gave it to her for what she wanted. Until the woman literally just gave it to her for free. <laughs> yeah, the woman was like, boss lady, and gave it to her. <laughs> Not kidding. But my point is that this isn't Jamaica. And and when anyone asks to barter for your services, it's What's just What's that insulting. saying? I don't know who said it. You gotta tell me what it is. Like, <laughs> I'll you. never get out of bed for less oh, than... I'll never get out of bed for less than a million dollars. I heard this tonight from one of our friends, um, Madonna. Madonna. <laughs> And I think it's a good one. It's true. You know, what will you get out of bed for? If because it's, if it's $100, you... go back to bed. <laughs> it's not worth but it. What are you, why, are you giving, why are you giving yourself away like that? My favorite is like, can I get a discount? No. Can you get a discount? I love, my favorite is when someone's sitting in your chair. Do I look like I gave you a And people? they're telling you a sob story. Mm-hmm. And it's all in effort for you to feel bad because we're emotional people as yeah. artists. And we do. I know so I've done it. I've done it. I know when so. When someone's like, we're losing our house, I'm like, this haircut's for free. It's on like, me. It's on that me. That was when I was like 17, I would do that. And now I'm like, oh, you're losing your house? I'm really sorry. And then they'd be like, I just it's... bought all this Louis Vuitton because you made me feel so good about my hair that like, I needed it. <laughs> my favorite And I'm thing just is like, like, I can't feed myself. <laughs> you're, when people are complaining about things and they, they just got fresh Botox. <laughs> their lips they can't even are this good. <laughs> And they just they they can't afford the haircut, but their lips are all done. They look like two cantaloupes, just slices, <laughs> just flopping around. <laughs> it's disturbing. So, if but the point of the story is, if you come in and you've had work done, we know. Yeah, we see it. That was not the point of the story. And I used to and I used to work <laughs> in Naples, so I know plastic surgery. I can see it from miles miles away. <laughs> oh, the point is. Don't sell yourself short. That's probably the biggest lesson I've learned. I mean, what is the point? (laughs) What is the point of anything? I feel like we've talked about a lot. We have. And I feel like um, if you haven't gotten to know us better at this point, then you're not listening. (laughs) (laughs) We've talked about Sid's bike excursions. We'll have to tell everybody our holiday experiences next time. If you guys want to know more about us, you can check us out at destroytheherders.com. If you all want to hang out with us more often, you can sign up for the DTH Elite. Yep. And check us out on Instagram at Destroy the Hairdresser. Boop, boop, boop. And uh, we will look forward to hearing from you all next week. Cool. Bye, guys. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. <laughs>